After a long day of sitting calmly in the courtroom, where even the billion-dollar whale book documenting the 1MDB scandal was brought out, Najib Razak lost his cool as he prepared to leave for the day. A stark contrast to how his day started. The man who drew Najib's ire was a police officer who was attempting to stop a young man from approaching the former prime minister. However, Najib quickly apologized. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People vs. Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. Najib was greeted this morning by a busload of supporters from Pekan, his parliamentary constituency. The 40-odd supporters, most of them women in their 50s and 60s, had been waiting for him since 7am. With a big smile on his face, he greeted almost each and every one of them. And after a short prayer, he made his way into court and his supporters also took their leave. Proceedings for the SRC trial started a little later at 9.45am today as Najib had to attend a case mention before Justice Muhammad Zaini Maslan at another courtroom. That high court today set May 17th for yet another case mention for three more charges of money laundering related to SRC International. Najib is accused of receiving 27 million ringgit from unlawful activities in his AM private banking accounts on July 8, 2014. This brings the total number of charges in relation to SRC to 10. 7 for 42 million ringgit, 3 for another 27 million ringgit. The trial we have covered thus far is about the 42 million ringgit. Dressed today in a brown suit and a tie with a red motif crisscrossing a blue background, Najib took his seat in the dock. Yellow cushion firmly on his back, he resumed reading Dunia Tanpa Tembo by Ayman Rashdan Wong. He got through a few pages before proceedings got underway. Prosecution witness number two, Bank Nagara investigator Azizu Adzani Abdul Gaffa, was back at the stand. He was the one with the foggy memory from the day before. The defence picked up where they left off and immediately grilled him, trying to weed out inconsistencies in his story. Today, Azizul brought with him copies of the police report he lodged after the raid at Ambank Raja Chulan on July 6, 2015. So you know how yesterday Azizul was grilled for five hours by the defence and still he stood by his statement? that his instructions were to obtain documents for specific account numbers and that these documents were handed to him by the M-Bank branch manager, Uma Devi. So this morning, Azizul was back on the stand and things quickly got heated as the defence accused him of lying. The court was told that 34 minutes after receiving and going through the documents, Azizul had made a police report classifying the case under Section 4 of the AMLA Act. It's normal procedure for a raiding officer like Azizul to lodge a police report after a raid. 
But the strange thing here was that he made the report and classified the offence under this particular act. Defence lawyer Havinder Jit Singh argued that it was not Azizul's call to classify investigations under AMLA, at least not after reading it through in half an hour with no instructions from his superiors. Azizul maintained, until he was excused from the stand, that he had received no other instructions other than to get the documents. Next up was prosecution witness number three, Muhammad Nizam Yahya, an analyst from Bank Nagara's Financial Intelligence and Enforcement Department. He was the last witness to take the stand on day three. Yesterday, Nizam said he had obtained certain documents from Afin Bank's headquarters on Jalan Raja Chulan on behalf of the One Malaysia Development Berhad Task Force. He produced them in court today. Nizam received them on four separate occasions in July 2015. They were linked to three bank accounts of Esan Perdana, SRC's corporate social responsibility partner. He said he had given copies of the documents to the special task force in the same year, but could not remember who the officer was. It was three years later that Nizam handed the original documents over to the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission on June 22, 2018. Some of these documents had managed to make their way online. When the defence questioned Nizam on this, he said he didn't know and denied publishing them. Amid this, the defence requested a five-minute break. Instead of reading, Najib took the opportunity to stretch his legs, walking over to have a word with his lawyer, Shafi Abdullah, before stepping out of the courtroom. His book, open and face down, was left on the bench. Next on the witness stand was Ahmad Farhan Sharifuddin, an investigating officer from Bank Nagara. Farhan testified that he directed the raid on Ambank on July 7, 2015, under orders from his superior. He got a list of accounts belonging to Najib, but was not instructed to investigate specific transactions. He then passed the list over to Azizu, who got the documents from Uma Devi at Ambank. He confirmed the documents seized by Azizu were given to him on the same day. Again, Three years later, on May 30, 2018, Farhan handed over the eight bundles of documents to MACC. Before further questioning, the court broke for lunch. Najib left the court in a black sedan with the TN50 number plate, as he had done every day since the trial started. When proceedings resumed, the defence spent most of the time arguing for documents related to 1MDB. Specifically, they wanted BlackBerry transcripts between Joanna Yu, the Ambang Relationship Manager for 1MDB, and Lo Tech Joe, better known as Joe Lo, a fugitive businessman close to Najib. The prosecution was not happy with the way the defence was asking questions relating to 1MDB. They argued it may affect the outcome of future trials involving Najib. When the defence requested for the 1MDB documents seized by Bank Negara from Ambang Raja Chulan, the prosecution raised strong objection, 
saying that they were not relevant to the case, which is about SRC. Havindajit and Shafi'i were relentless, even quoting from the book Billion Dollar Will, which underlined communication between Joe Lowe and Joanna to prove the relevance of the documents they're asking for. If you've not read it, the book was written by two Wall Street Journal writers. Jolo is the main character, and the book talks about his scandalous exploits involving obscene amounts of money. As the defense lawyers argued their point, Attorney General Tommy Thomas was seen laughing, shaking his head in disagreement and looking around the courtroom. All the while, Najib sat behind them in the dock, watching intently. After much back and forth, the judge decided that the documents were relevant and ordered Farhan to bring them tomorrow. With that, proceedings ended for the day and will continue tomorrow. As Najib exited the court, he was approached by a teenage boy who wanted to watch the trial. A policeman got in the way and Najib snapped and later apologised. And the teenager got to speak to Najib. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam, Yapik Kwan and Yvonne Lim. Additional reporting by Bede Hong and Timothy Acharyam. Other recordings from the court are by Ravin Palanisami, Jeremy Singh and Hasmiza Hassan. I'm Patrick Teo.